This is the PR Podcast, a show about how public relations helps you tell your story to the world. We talk with great PR practitioners who have the skills, creativity, and just plain savvy to get their clients noticed. Now here's your host, Jody Fisher. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the PR Podcast. I'm Jody Fisher. Thanks for joining us. Well, we have had some terrific guests on the show lately, and I want to say a big thank you to everyone who has pinged us, DM'd us, emailed us, uh, or just thrown their hat in the ring saying they want to be a guest on the show. Uh, we really appreciate um, so many terrific people um, who we've had on had on the show and such wonderful perspectives, lots of different topics, and, and really hope that you're getting a lot of value out of this. The metrics every week, even though I don't wrap my head around the metrics too much, the metrics every week show that more and more people are listening, which just thrills me. Um, the guy who started this podcast in his garage almost three years ago at this point, uh, and and really appreciate everyone um, uh, chiming in on social media. Um, if you want to be a guest on the PR podcast, um, send us an email. That's probably the best way to get to us. We used to be on Twitter uh, at the PR podcast. That's a good way to get to us. Um, but we also now have a dedicated email um, to get to us. And it's just Jody at jodyfisherpr.com um, the, the website that we plug at the end of every show um, so make sure you send an email to jody at jodyfisherpr.com give us the three things that you'd love to talk about on the show make them obviously we pitch all day right so make them interesting make them unique make them special to your expertise and make them something that you want to share with the audience that maybe they don't know or you think they don't know or maybe you just haven't heard in the 120 episodes that we've that we've already done um so make sure you send along those guest pitches to jody at jodyfisherpr.com also if you want to get plugged we have that pr podcast plug feature at the top of every show um that's a way to plug your passion project the thing you're proud of the thing that you do uh, as either your side hustle or the thing on the weekend or the thing that really gets your creative juices flowing um, send us an email as well to jody at jodyfisherpr.com uh, and let us know uh, your passion project and we will plug that uh, in an upcoming show now, this week, we head back to the Reddit public relations play page for some Q&A. So let's get right into it. All right. Headed over to the Reddit public relations page. Um, this is at reddit.com slash public relations. Uh, question from Vox Bacchus uh, says, example or model PR plans? Anyone got any real world examples to share, which they would consider a model of how or how not to write or present a plan? I've seen so many variations over the years from the sublime to the ridiculous. I'm with you, brother. And it's always struck me that there's no one textbook model. That's a really interesting thing. There really is no one textbook model. Um, he writes that uh, I personally all right, <laughs> also hate writing plans, us too, <laughs> and reporting and over-servicing and desperate pitches on no hoper accounts the sales team have nevertheless signed up. <laughs> well, I'm laughing with you here. Uh, because we've all been there. But in all seriousness, you're right. There is no textbook way to write a PR plan, to write a PR proposal, I think to even present um, findings or, or you know, uh, wrap-up reports or things like that. I think the, the key here is, and we've all been there, right, is talking to the recipient in the way they expect to be communicated with. Example, when we're writing pitches to reporters, um, we're, we, we may write a master pitch 
which we then tailor to each individual reporter or outlet or whatever. Um, but we write that core document. So I think you probably want to think the same way when you're setting up, whether it's a PR proposal, uh, a contract, contracts are pretty standard uh, stuff, but a proposal um, or a, a recap report or anything else, um, you want to get sort of a basic core document together that has some, um, I guess, some spokes, right? And like on a wheel, it has some basic spokes that hold the thing up. You're always going to do like the intro, you're going to level set, you're going you're gonna to introduce the project, maybe state the KPIs or the goals or what have you. Um, you know, in a, in a, um, in a plan, you definitely want to outline the objectives, right? The goals, what you want to accomplish. Maybe you want to identify the targets, who you're going after. You want to get sort of as granular and specific as possible, or at the very least call out, um, sort of the industries or the types of publications that you're going after, um, things like that. You may not need to mention, you know, John Smith at the New York Times, um, although you might because uh, they, one, might want to be in that publication or, or, uh, or you might think they would work in that publication. And if you have a particular relationship you want to call out, I think you can do that. I think there's a benefit there. Um, but I, I also think you don't want to make it so dense. You don't want to have a lot of copy. Right. Think in terms of some kind of a PowerPoint deck. Um, you know, it's, I don't know, eight, 10 slides, whatever it takes to get your message across without going so long. You know, we've all seen those 60 and 70 and 120 page slide decks that take 90 minutes to go through and everybody's bored by the time you get, uh, you know, a third of the way in. Um, but I would say communicate to the recipient in the way they expect to be communicated with. Give them the relevant information that they want or need to hear, um, and maybe even point out a couple of things that get them thinking. I mean, give them some thought starters. I love doing that in a, in a PR plan. Give them some thought starters. Um, did I say that right? Thought starters? Uh, my tongue just tripped over that. Um, but things that get them thinking, things that show that you're thinking in a very specific way about what you want to accomplish for them. Uh, anyway. Like I said, no, no wrong way to do it, I think, other than confusing the person who you're talking to. All right, question number two from the Reddit public relations thread. Uh, we're jumping in here on a question from occasionally sober one. Well, I am always sober, occasionally sober, but I appreciate uh, you being at least occasionally sober. Good for you. Uh, and Occasionally Sober writes, best tool for tracking impacts mentions. Newbie here, what's the best tool for tracking media relations? Cision, newspaper.com. I've never heard of that. Newspaper.com? That's a new one for me. Uh, Nexus, something else. Is there any easy, reliable way to track reach? Uh, if something is picked up by 50 outlets, is there an easy way to know how many eyes were on it? Okay, so this is the old metrics question, right? Um, I'll give you my opinion. Um, I think that Paying too close of attention to metrics um, is a dead end because um, someone's always going to think it's amazing and someone's always going to think it stinks. Um, you just can't pin your hopes on pure metrics because in the end, they really don't mean anything. Um, the business, and let's just take a, like a business, like a for-profit business, right? That's coming to you. Um, they're looking to drive sales, right? Now, I always caution the PR is not a direct line to your cash register. Um, however, you should be able to see a correlation between an effective PR campaign, in other words, being in the newspaper, being on TV, things like that, 
an effective campaign and the trend in your sales, right? Or in your activity. Um, same thing with a, a nonprofit, you know, if they're running a donation campaign or something like that, and you start getting them press around what they do, and you mention the donation campaign or something like that, you should start to see, or they should be able to see, you know, tracking in tracks, uh, uh, tracking upward and to the right on the graph of clicks on their website, donations to their campaign, phone calls to their office, but, but they should be able to see that, right? Your metrics are not the magic pixie dust um, that is going to get them the thing that they need. The thing that they need is right in front of them. Like, like I said, it's in their cash register, it's on their phones, it's on their website tracking. Now, maybe you can track Google Analytics, things like that, um, and that would be great. Or even mentions on their social, there are uh, tools um, that you can use to track social. Uh, you can just go into the social metrics, right? Whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook or, or Instagram or whatever, you can, they all offer for business accounts, they all offer metrics. You should be able to look at those metrics and see them trending up and to the right on the graph. Um, you should see them going in the right direction. And that to me, other than the cash register ringing in whatever shape or form it rings for your client, um, that should be the true measure of the PR success. Um, another thing that is uh, a, a good measure of PR success is uh, something that just happened to me uh, recently. I had a client who said that uh, we, we got him a bunch of press uh, and, you know, we're like really some kind of rapid fire press, which, you know, happens from time to time. But we got some some real rapid fire press about some real feel good stories. And they're a nonprofit um, and they do really good work. And they had some interviews for some job openings. And they said that every candidate that sat down said that they had been inspired to work with this nonprofit because of what they had read and heard and seen about them through the news. And if that ain't a metric, man, that hits you right in the PR heart, I don't know what is. Um, so I think you need to base it on what, uh, just like the last question, you need to base it on what every client needs. Um, and you need to take a lot of those data points and put them together to demonstrate your effectiveness. All right, question number three here from the Reddit public relations page coming from particular pin 6477 titled International Women's Day Media Alert. Bad idea, right? Uh, <laughs> probably. Let's, let's read. Uh, woke up this morning to a million urgent pings from my PR management about needing to send out a last-minute media alert related to International Women's Day. I work in in-house media relations. My last 15 years as a PR pro taught me that International Women's Day was oversaturated and impossible to break through without a super compelling story. You are right, my friend. Uh, do your agencies or organizations still pitch or push out news to media on International Women's Day? Why or why not? Um, okay, a bunch of thoughts here. Let's try to break this down. Number one, if everybody's waking up on the first day of International Women's Day or the first day of any, you know, it's blah, blah, blah month, um, you dropped the ball. You screwed up. Everybody here screwed up, including you, uh, writer, particular pin 6477. Um, unless you brought it up and they told you no, you screwed up too. So that's number one. So now you're behind the ball. Um, now, that's not to say that you can't pick it up and run with it because a month is a month. It's 30 days and, you know, you may have some time. Um, but your instinct here and uh, what you say is totally right, that you can't just push something out um, saying, woohoo, International Women's Day or whatever month 
it is right you can't do that it's it's condescending it's patronizing um and and especially in uh, a climate where we can have so many people who can find so many interesting ways to be offended um you really don't want to run that risk uh of just pushing something out for the sake of pushing something out it's similar to thoughts and prayers it's similar to slapping the black armband on your Instagram when some tragedy happens. That's not action. That's not deeds. That's not real uh, commitment to any kind of an issue. So don't just push something out. Um, now you have to go and you're right, find some kind of a compelling story. And I mean, a really good compelling story um, that exemplifies International Women's Day, in this case, um, and try to run with that story. Um, you're right that everybody and their sister, in this case, or their mother, is doing something for International Women's Day and talking about women that inspire them. And that's great. That should be done. Um, but don't just go through the motions on this stuff. Because like I said, there, there are a million people who will either, either just ignore you um, or find some way to be offended at what you're doing. So you don't want to run that risk. Um, but I would say if you're waking up on day one of whatever month it is and you need to push something out, y'all have stumbled. <laughs> y'all have screwed up on this. You should be planning weeks, days, I'm sorry, weeks or months out. Um, you know, in some cases with clients of mine, I'm planning, we get done with the event. We start planning for next year's event. We put it on the calendar. We start setting meetings. We start doing brainstormings. We start to walk our way up to the thing. Um, these months are not surprises, right? These months are not surprises. So uh, start planning for them. Put them in a calendar. Put them in a Google spreadsheet. Do something. Uh, but get your act together. Um, and if you need to pass on it for this year, just go ahead and pass on it um, and do it right next year. All right, and our last question from the uh, public, Reddit public relations page here from Cute Passion uh, is titled Switching Career Paths. I currently hold a, hold a psychology undergrad degree and I've recently thought about going into PR. Would my background in psychology be an asset when switching into PR? <laughs> uh, I, can hear the, I can hear the laughter. I can hear you all laughing because I'm laughing too. Um, well, it's a short question and I have lots of follow-ups that I won't get answered here. Maybe we could go down in the comments just a little bit. I kind of like to give my gut reaction to just the question and not dive into the, any of the comments or responses. Um, my, my first response, just based on the question and not reading the responses is, sure, a background in psychology can be an asset when switching into PR. Um, just based on your question, I'm thinking you don't have any experience in PR and that's probably your biggest problem. Um, if you're trying to go into a new field, you have to have some applicable skills in that field. And if you have no experience doing that thing, you're probably not going to get very far. So you got to figure out how to side hustle something to get some skills that can go onto your resume. You can't just be a psychology major and say, I want to work in PR. Um, you need to have either studied that in school a little bit. I mean, you know, I, I didn't study, um, um, I was originally a radio reporter. I didn't study radio, but I worked for four years at the, at the college radio station where I went to school. So that was my undergrad degree. I, I frequently say that I graduated from that radio station, um, not from that, that university. 
Um, let's read down in the comments though a little bit here. Uh, it's not unusual for people with diverse backgrounds to work in PR. Absolutely right. But if you're asking, would you get to apply your degree on a day-to-day -day basis? Probably not. Uh, I kind of disagree with that. I think psychology, um, not the textbook part of psychology, but I think the street smart sense of psychology, I think you probably would get to apply that. Uh, another response here, you could do PR or even do marketing or even focus on consumer research. It's all up to you. So long as you get the experience you need, that's what we just said to keep advancing your career, you'll be fine. Here's another comment doing PR with a psychology degree, degree could be interesting, but you'll have to work hard about applying it into your day to day. Well, I think it's more useful in straight up marketing. We have choices about wording, colors, images, and positioning could still be helpful in PR. If you can use your training, to look at something differently, plan a campaign. Yeah. Um, all the all the the spirit of all this is I agree with that you know the 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 psychology training could be very very useful um, in 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 executing a PR career day to day um, and I think a lot of the the learning and the teaching that you've had as the as an undergrad would come into play but like I said your big problem is that you. Um, Unless unless this person is just starting out, and I'm kind of making an assumption in here that they're well, no, see, I'm wrong here. Okay, I recently thought about going into PR, so maybe this is an undergrad who is choosing a career. So yeah, sure, why not go for it? Um, I do, however, think you need to bring those traditional PR skills um, to the table. You need to be able to demonstrate those to someone who wants to hire you. You know, the basic writing skills. Um, the basic uh, sort of news savvy skills, you know, things like that. And I'm not aware based on what you've written here that any of that applies to you. So you're going to have to make that connection from the psychology side to the PR side and demonstrate how you can bring skills, practical skills that PR needs to the table to get someone to hire you. Um, but it's definitely not a no right? So I would say absolutely go for it. All right. So that's it for this week's show. We really appreciate you listening here. Episode 120 in the books. Um, really excited. Um, and we've got a ton of new guests on the calendar that we're going to be taping episodes with in the coming weeks. So make sure you tune in every Monday for those. Uh, and we appreciate you, like I said, listening every single week. Please remember to subscribe to the show. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at The PR Podcast. And send us a question or a comment. Our intro is by Christopher Appold. You can find him and his fantastic photography on Instagram at Christopher underscore A-P-P-O-L-D-T. Check him out there and hire him for all your photography needs. You can find me online at Jody Fisher on all the socials and on the web at jodyfisherpr.com. We'll see you next time on the PR Podcast.